Ah, holiday get-together. So many things to look forward to. Pass the squash. I'm trying to eat more vegetables. You know, actually, squash is a fruit. It's a vegetable, like green beans. Well, beans are a legume. What are you, the vegetable police? Look, I'm just saying that just because... But to those who can always find the silver lining, give the gift of joy. Holiday scratchers from DC Lottery, like Peppermint Payout, Merry Money Multiplier, and Festive 500s, with over $1 million in total cash prizes. Just trying to be accurate around here. Please play responsibly. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Minute, live from the Donatorium. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, the Invincible BBJ. Hello. Well, don't get too excited. <laughs> well, whoa, buddy, calm down. <laughs> also joined by first-time guest, the Astonishing Sydney. Oh, I'm astonishing. Thank you. And I'm your applause. <laughs> I'm, of course, the Spectacular Don John. And hey, if both your parents are dead, that just means there's a 50% chance that you're a superhero. Ooh. Think about that it. Is, that is true. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we finally reached the end. We are on phase three of the MCU tonight. We're just kind of ranking each movie, going on a scale of A to F. Of course, A being the best, F being the absolute worst. Um, we're just kind of riffing tonight. So we're going <laughs> to, just like the previous MCU episodes, we're just going to go in production order. Um, let me find my stuff here, get all situated. So yeah. uh, we're going to go ahead and start, again, production order. So we're going to start with the first one. I'll go first. Open us up with Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I said, I, I've said before on these MCU episodes that the Captain America movies get better with each one, and Civil War is no exception. It is the peak of the Captain America solo movies. Um, I mean, it... it a lot of people were worried when this movie was announced because they were like, it's not going to be like an accurate, you know, 100% depiction of the Civil War comics story. And I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Um, and also, I'm just like, if you want like a one-for-one adaptation, just buy the fucking comic and read it, man. Like, reading, <laughs> reading the book's not that hard. Um, especially ones that have pictures. But <laughs> I feel like this movie, they did, Marvel did very well with what they had, considering they didn't at the time, didn't have the rights to all of their characters. Um, I think it presented a very good story with the whole, you know, maybe we shouldn't let these super-powered people just run around with no jurisdiction and no supervision. Um, It was also just kind of cool seeing Scarlet Witch kind of, you know, the growing pains of going from being a renegade to being, you know, a part of the Avengers. Seeing all those heroes just fight each other. It's also really cool that because I mentioned before with the Winter Soldier, there's no real, like, the Winter Soldier just kind of ends. There's no real resolution. This movie gives us that resolution with what happened to Bucky and, you know, where he's going to fit into all this here on out. And, of course, it gives us Spider-Man. Um, and, I mean, Tom Holland was just, he he he, he was awesome in this movie. Um, he's probably the most fun Spider-Man out of the three live-action ones. Um so I'm just gonna cut right to it. Civil War, we're we're giving it we're giving it an A. Starting off strong tonight. That's solid. Yeah, that's definitely solid. <laughs> I I agree with a lot of the things that you said, especially with the whole um, uh, struggle of you know what do we do with these superheroes? Because of course, right? <laughs> no, don't hack them. They save us. <laughs> but that's just definitely a thing that you could see happening. Um, that would be a be an issue or. Um, you know, a debate about what, 
you know, what what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to regulate them? Like, can we regulate them? Is yeah. it is it something that we can do? <laughs> yeah. Is it something we should do? Like that whole process is like definitely really um, important to have. But I think the 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 uh, the most inspiring kind of like thing that happens from Civil War is you see everyone together. Mm-hmm. You see everybody together. You see. Um, you know, you see them cooperate with each other. You see them try to solve problems that aren't the enemy. It's, you know, they don't want to hurt each other, but they just kind of want to incapacitate, you know, mm-hmm. each other. Um, and that kind of thought process and that kind of teamwork um, is really cool to see on screen and and everybody together and doing that. So I was, I was super impressed with Civil War. I love that line uh, um, but during the big fight between all the heroes. I love that line between uh, Captain America and Spider-Man. It's like, hey, kid, where are you from? Queens? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn. <laughs> and continue fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was, I loved it. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna give it a B, though. Because <gasps> I have, I have other ones that rank for personal reasons above that, but it's really, it's really good, though. All right, Blake. Hey, um... <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, I think Civil War is indeed a solid movie. Um, it's, you know, in a lot of other franchises, you would expect... Because this was the 13th one, I believe. Yeah. In a lot of other franchises, you would expect things to get stale um, by the 13th movie, let alone, like, the 10th movie, let alone the 8th movie. Yeah. But it's it's not. And it's like, the thing is, it doesn't it doesn't lack or suffer because it's the 13th movie. It's great because of the 13th. It's the 13th movie. Like it's all about the buildup and the development and these relationships between these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as far as like, well, it's not going to be like the actual comics of war. It's like, who gives a fuck, man? Like I'm so Readable. tired. Of this. <laughs> well, also like, I'm so tired of this conversation. It is so tired. And frankly, it's boring now that like, yeah. Um, like movies are movies and books are books. Like the movie will always be different. Like fucking get over it. And yeah. I'm sorry, I'm coming off like righteously pissed off out of the. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's just like the job of the movie is to be a good movie. If you just want a motion comic, like whatever, man. Like, but um. So that aside, one of my biggest critiques with this movie is that I just feel like it just doesn't take enough risks. And you, Donnie, you talked about how by the end of this movie, everything's resolved. I, I, I don't know if every single thing is resolved. I perhaps, feel, I feel it, it gives us the, res, the, it resolves Bucky. And I think like, I think like if anything, that is an issue is that by the end of this movie, there's almost too much closure. Like it, it's a, a big ongoing issue with the MCU is that there isn't enough consequence. And like, Nobody dies. Nobody like you see some. You see like some of them get locked up. They're in like super prison in the middle of the ocean. But like, I, I just feel like this movie doesn't take enough risks. It doesn't have enough guts. Um, and this movie was like, you know, I remember, you know, so many people had to compare Batman versus Superman to this movie because it's eventual. It's like the you know the final act is essentially Iron Man versus Captain America, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because those these movies have like a lot more in common that you all gotta like 
I, I get it. You can't fucking work tomorrow. Like, leave me alone right now. Um, <laughs> first of all, before anybody slips, we do not discuss what I do or where I work on this uh, podcast. Lady oh, of the right. night. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's like these movies have a lot more in common than people want to admit. And, uh, and then finally, my final point is like, this isn't a Captain America movie. This is Avengers 2.5. Like, and that's mm. a good thing. That's a good thing. But for me, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just essentially an Avengers movie. And to, to give it credit, it's a better Avengers movie than Age of Ultron. Whereas, mm. like, whereas <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Mm -mm. Um, but, mm -mm. but I would give, sorry, but um, <laughs> I would give Age of Ultron a B minus. I would give this a B plus. But overall, this movie is a B. I'm sticking with a B. All right. Next one, Doctor Strange. Now, Doctor Strange, I love the character, and I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Every straight man has a man crush, and mine is Benedict Cumberbatch. No <laughs> shame. <laughs> Did you just say, ugh? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I love Benny. Benny. When we are not getting along this episode. <laughs> when, when he was announced as Doctor Strange, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And... The character itself, done well. The movie, now if you want to talk about a movie that plays it safe, this is this is definitely one of those movies. Um, I, like, I just feel like as cool as the character is and as well done as he is and as much of a good fit as Benedict Cumberbatch is, I honestly don't really remember too much of this movie. Like, I remember watching it, I remember thinking, oh, it was cool, and then that was it. Um, I think this was very much just, very much a transitional movie. Like, we need to introduce this character so he can do like more important things later on. And because of that, I'm, I'm just going to give it a C it, it is what it is. And what you see is what you get. C's get degrees. Yeah. <laughs> that movie. Didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't really, I didn't really like it. I, I love going to the theater and watching you know, these superhero movies and then coming out and feeling like I can fight crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm all pumped and I'm like super excited and I'm like, you know, even you can be a superhero, like that whole thing. But like watching Doctor Strange, like I didn't, I didn't feel like that. And like, I, I get the, the whole point was to be like, this is his origin story and this is, this is how he became Doctor Strange. And it really didn't pick up until you know, quarter, not a quarter, so like three quarters of the way through the film. Yeah. Um, and then that's when you really can get, okay, like, I, I get it. Like, it's necessary to have, you know, all that stuff, because otherwise it, you'd be like, really, I don't understand. It really does meander around a lot. Right. It's, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. I think the, you like, what you said, like, they played it too safe. Like, they're, like, it is what it is, and that's just kind of like, that's it. Uh, yeah. Which that's unfortunately why I give it a D. Mm. But I do like I do like better to come rushes on. I do like the concept of Doctor Strange, and I think he gets way better, um, you know, as a character and his development like later on in the, uh, you know, the storyline and in yeah. later movies he can he really starts to develop, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. But honestly, I don't think you needed to see his his movie to get that. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why his next movie, The Multiverse of Madness, like, there's no reason why that cannot fuck. Like, that's 
<laughs> that that has like everything in its favor. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Blake. I I agree wholeheartedly. Like it's a C. Um I mean, I don't I don't necessarily dislike it. It's just when it was over and I walked out of the theater, I just I didn't really have anything to say. I yeah. uh, other than what I'm saying right now, but I mean, <laughs> um I just it's one of those things where it it was a slightly better Thor The Dark World. I looked at a screen for almost two hours, and then I moved on with my life. Yeah. Um, and it's just... The, I remember... Another, another good comparison to Thor The Dark World is how I mentioned that like in Thor The Dark World, like nothing major happens until the post credit scene. That's almost the same thing here. The only important thing is when they reveal that uh, his amulet has the time stone in it. Mm-hmm. And this is just, and they got like an awesome actor to play the villain, like Mads yeah. Mikkelsen as yeah. whoever he played. I don't know their name, but um, <laughs> he, he was he was a good choice for that. And then you have uh, Chichicho Ejiofor as Baron Mordo, who becomes his like nemesis later on. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the thing that can be said, I guess, is that it's excellent casting all around. Like they nailed the casting, mm-hmm. and then it's just. It's just one of those things where it was a movie. Like, it was something that I watched for two hours. I remember, like, and this started to peddle the thing that, like, (laughs) there's, like, a conspiracy that Marvel just pays Rotten Tomatoes to give them good scores. (laughs) I remember my buddy Sean was cleaning the theater for it, being like, did you hear what this got on the tomato meter, Blake? And I go, yeah, man, it's, like, at 90% right now. And this was, like, opening week. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's at 90%. And he goes, Blake. There's no fucking way that Batman versus Superman was 27% and this is a 90% because at least with Batman versus Superman, there's something to be said. There's discussions, there's debates, there's conversation. There's nothing to be said after this. And I'm like, I can't argue with that. So yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, not to I mean Rotten Tomatoes has always been fucked anyway, in my opinion. Well, that's because a lot of the times they count negative reviews twice because the negative guys appear on two websites yeah. Um, which that's the thing. Like they did it with Richard Roper, but anyway, I don't want to drag this on. It's a C. <laughs> Tilda Swinton as the ancient one was interesting. Indeed. I think she's solid. She was like mysterious enough that it was like, oh, okay, there's like more underlying, you know, things that you as a viewer don't grasp as well as like Doctor Strange as a character like doesn't get about like all this power and stuff like that. But yeah. then it just she's just like bye, <laughs> and I'm like oh okay we're never gonna get answers to like half this stuff cool. Yeah. <laughs> give me yeah. ten give me ten bucks and I'll slap her bald head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I actually saw this in theaters with you, Sydney, um, and yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I honestly like it more than the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think guardians of the galaxy one is a pretty solid movie um i think this one is a lot more fun it has a lot the villain is a lot more interesting i mean in guardians of the galaxy one ronin is just whatever um Mm -hmm. but in this movie ego the living planet is like he's so fucking cool um (laughs) he's so cool he's such a fucker and i love it um and they got a great actor for him too but I just think I think it's a lot more fun. I think it's got a lot more interesting stuff going on. It gets a little bit more into the nitty gritty details of the characters and their relationships with each other. Um, and again, it just has a much better villain. Um, so I, I think in every way it improves on what the previous movie offered. So I'm gonna put 
Guardians 2 at a B. Nice, 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 nice. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love it. Um, it's a fun, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is just a fun kind of concept, and they're fun movies. Um, but you can still have fun and then have meaningful plot lines and, like, serious things happen. And it doesn't have to be all goofy and nonsense or all, you know, serious and, and dark-hearted. You can have, like, that kind of mixture. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think they did it really well um, with that whole, like, origin story of, you know, what, who's Peter and where does he come from? And he doesn't know. And, ah, and you know, he's, <laughs> he wants his dad. <laughs> like, his dad. His dad. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a whole big thing. And, you know, you can still have that kind of goofy fun, you know, that you have with the, with the guardians, um, as well as that kind of, you know, conflict that serious, like real conflict of like, I don't know who my parents are. Um, yeah. <laughs> that like people can like <laughs> legitimately relate to. Um, and I, I, I definitely love it. And of course I'm, I'm over the moon for the soundtrack. Um, just because that's how I relate to music and like, mm. I love listening to it and being like getting all pumped up. I'm like, yeah, go fight the thing. Woo <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm also going to give it a B. It was pretty good. I also liked, uh, the Stan Lee cameo in this movie where he's boring the fuck yeah. out of, out of the watchers, like the watchers, a, a race whose entire purpose of existence is to observe everything happening in the universe are getting fucking bored by this old fucker who won't shut the fuck up about his war stories. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Blake. Sorry. Um, it's so okay. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, it has a cooler villain, but that's also just because it has he's played by a much more iconic and charismatic actor. Um, nothing against try to even forget the name of the dude who plays Ronan the Accuser, but he's a pretty solid actor and other stuff. Like you, he's not supposed to be like all like bubbly and whatnot, but yeah, I, I mean, I do, I do agree with you, Donnie, that like Ronan is just more or less a bit of a bore. He's just a slightly better Malekith, the, yeah. the accursed or whatever. But so other than like Kurt Russell, just being more, I guess, interesting and, and charismatic, um, I personally think that this movie improved upon absolutely nothing. And I know I'm going to sound like a dickhead here, but I mean, well, this isn't I why you sound it. like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's this movie is, has been frustrating to me for the last, like what it came out like four or five years ago already um, this may, but there's just something missing. There's something lacking and I can't put my finger on what it is. It's just whenever I think of this movie, it just didn't have something. It suffers it, from middle installment syndrome. It just wasn't there. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Like, like, and in a lot of it, it does feel like maybe not as bad as Thor: The Dark World, but like, it does have that feeling of it's just a random side adventure. I feel like a lot of what happens in it, other than Yondu dying, which that was a great moment. I'm Mary Poppins. Spoilers. Everything they well yeah well Sydney with all due respect the news four or five years old on a podcast is going to be spoiled. Spoilers. My, my philosophy is if you're able to buy it on Blu-ray, I'm going to spoil it. But, That's completely fair. Um, but, Stop but, being yeah, poor. Watch the movie. Everything they did with everything they did with Yondu was was great. Um, but yeah, it's just 
I feel like nothing in it matters. Um, and I don't dislike it. I especially don't hate it. It's a C. I love uh, Batista as Drax the Destroyer like even more in this movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, invi I'm invisible. You can't see me. Irritates my nipples. <laughs> oh man, you gotta watch out for your nipples. That's your bread and butter. And then him like him like trying to like politely tell Mantis that he finds her fucking repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. trying his best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Spider-Man: Homecoming. Ooh. I also saw this in theaters with you, Sydney, and yeah, it's great. I, it, it's great. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not it's not my favorite Spider-Man movie. I don't think it's the best Spider-Man movie, um, but I think it is probably the most fun live-action Spider-Man movie. Um, I know a lot of complaints for this movie and Far From Home and just MCU Spider-Man in general is how he's tied too closely to Iron Man. And if this was, you know, 2009 and Spider-Man had been part of the MCU from the beginning, I would agree with that. But that's not the case, and they had to find a way to introduce him into the MCU. And I think they found a great way to introduce him into the MCU by having him be, like, the, men the, the protege of the current face of the MCU. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll get more into that later when we talk about Far From Home. But... I mean, I th I just, and I think it also works well because it's, you know, part of, like, Tony Stark's whole mentality during this entire franchise. He's always thinking of, like, what's the next thing that can protect the planet? Because at first he's like, oh, it's me. And then, like, somebody, like, steals his technology. He's like, okay, well, then it's a team of people, the Avengers. And then it's like, I'll make, you know, well, it's like, oh, well, the Avengers can't be around forever and all the time, so I'll make, you know, this... AI, I'll make Ultron, and then Ultron goes rogue. It's like, okay, that was a bad idea. So what's the <laughs> next what's the next thing? The next generation of superheroes. Spider-Man, like that whole thing where he's telling him where, you know, that scene in Homecoming where Peter Parker's like, I want it to be like you, and he's like, Well, I wanted you to be better than me. Like I think that was the perfect way to introduce Spider-Man like so quickly and so hurriedly into this franchise. And I just think it works really well. Now, the movie itself, it's a good movie. Um, again, I don't think it's the best Spider-Man movie. It's not my favorite Spider-Man movie, but it is a very fun movie. Um, I think one thing that sets it apart is it does a better job at focusing on the high school years of Peter Parker much better than the previous franchises did. Um, I'd really have to... It's been a while since I've watched it, but I... I still enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm going to put it comfortably in the middle, right right at a C. C. I, I loved this movie. I love this movie for a lot of different reasons. Um, I loved Tom Holland, especially. He's got he's that bubble butt. Oh, he's an adorable little cinnamon bun, and he just <laughs> does it so well. <laughs> <laughs> he just does it so well. Like I think he does Spider-Man so well, because... His Spider-Man's whole deal is, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, he's not, at this point, you know, supposed to be on a highest, a higher level, like, you know, than the Avengers. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be, like, you know, this kid who is thrown into these this power, this storyline, um, and he has to deal with it. <laughs> like, Figure it out. Is, Figure it out. And, like, how is a teenager supposed to do that? Oh, well, you know, they go to school and they got to be all awkward at school and they're trying to, like, you know, still 
have that teenage experience while also, you know, saving the world and, you know, saving the city and, and doing that whole thing. Um, so I, I think they did a really good job of like keeping him localized and keeping him like, you know, building him up from where his, he's supposed to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I loved uh, the projection of how the enemies, you know, go in that, in that, uh, the villains go in that show or sorry, movie um, of just how, you know, these, these are bad guys. These are dudes that like are, could easily be seen in your neighborhood who are just bad guys. <laughs> like sure. They're, you know, they got your run of the mill thugs, but then you also have like your kind of mob boss uh, dynamic or, you know, these, the, the guys that, you know, work for the union. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's like a, that's a real, you know, thing that Peter would have to deal with. And I think they just did a really good job of keeping it real, keeping it, um, you know, neighborhood um, and just building him up from a teenager. And I can always remember when I saw him, uh, Tom Holland play, you know, Spider-Man that I was like, this is the best one because, you know, watching, um, oh, and I can't remember his name, not Andrew Garfield, the other one, uh, help Andrew me. McGuire. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to say Tim. And I was like, his name's not Tim. <laughs> My name's <laughs> not Rick. <laughs> when I saw Tobey Maguire play him, it just, he felt too... Like, he felt too old. You know what I mean? He just didn't feel like... Yep, I'm 16. Right! And I'm like, that <laughs> meanwhile, doesn't make meanwhile, sense. Meanwhile, he's shaving his beard off camera. He, he's just like, oh. he didn't feel like He didn't feel like Danny DeVito in that one flashback episode of Always Sunny. It's like... <laughs> Where he's wearing the terrible wig, and it's like, "Say, son, how old are you? 15? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Yeah, like I didn't get that because, like, Tom Holland's my age. I think. Baby. I think he's the same age as me, so I can relate to him, and I can relate to like, you know, having. When did this come out? Twenty seventeen. Oh yeah, I was still in school. <laughs> <laughs> I I got I got that. Like I I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Like this is the superhero, you know, kid superhero experience, and I think they did a really good job. Uh, so I'm gonna give it uh, an A. Oh. I'm gonna give it I'm give me one of my A's. I will say, um, this movie was the first time that I was okay with Spider-Man having mechanical web shooters, mm. because I've always preferred it when Spider-Man makes his own webbing, like, he, he actually can shoot webbing, like, in the Tobey Maguire movies. It just makes more sense. Like, you're already giving him all the, like, motifs and, like, powers of a quote-unquote human-sized spider. Let, right. him make, let him make his own webbing. Um, and also just him making, like, this mechanic, these mechanical web shooters. I'm like, how the fuck is a fucking high school student from, you know, humble background family gonna have the money to get the equipment to make this stuff? Um, That's true. <laughs> but I but I like in Homecoming how they found a way around that. He's stealing shit from his science class. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> and he and would. I, and I also love that there's an homage to the classic comic book cover, The Amazing Spider-Man 33, where he's like drowning underwater and he's lifting this heavy rubble and shit. I love that they did a, a scene of that. Like, I've always wanted to see that that scene in a movie. Mm. Go ahead, Blake. I, above all else, um, this movie is indeed entertaining, um, and I really regret going after Sydney because it's really going to make me seem grumpy for most of the night. Because <laughs> we're grumpy, 
I, just, I, just, I promise I will be much more positive with uh, the upcoming movies. But um, damn well better. And I don't want to dwell on it too much because I I elaborated on a lot of stuff in the Spider Man episode we did. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I'll just say Homecoming. It's it's entertaining. It's enjoyable. It came out like late June, early July. I think it was like the July Fourth weekend movie that summer. Um, and I'll say like after I saw it, I don't think I thought about it for literally the rest of the summer, if not the rest of the year. Um, it was just somewhere like it just didn't leave. It just didn't stick with me. Um, I give it a C. A C. A C. A C? I'll show you a C. What do you mean they're out of chili dogs? <laughs> what? <laughs> so confused. Did I send that video, Donnie? What's that? <laughs> Never mind. I mean, you sent it to me. The the guy who's attacking a um a a vending machine. Yeah, what do you mean they're out of chili dogs? <laughs> you, know, you don't get a chili dog out of a vending machine. Uh, you've Ew. never been to the south, then. The south. Hopefully, I'll also live. Uh, my heart will uh, live on after fifty. <laughs> I mean, not if you keep eating chili dogs. From yeah, vending true. machines. Yeah. <laughs> Next movie, Thor Ragnarok. Oh yes. Sydney, did I watch this in theaters with you? I don't remember. I feel Dude, like I you might have. <laughs> I feel like I did. We've, we've watched a lot of them before I uh, graduated. We went to most of them, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like I did see this one with you, but I don't remember. But I do remember being fucking hyped for this movie when they were dropping the trailers. I'm like, oh, because, you know, Thor 1 is okay, and then Thor The Dark World is like, whatever. So I was just kind of like, oh, we got a Thor movie that looks like it actually fucks. All right, I'm down. <laughs> um, and then I saw it, and I did not love it as much as other people did. Um, I think it is the best Thor movie, but I don't think it's... Again, I just didn't love the movie itself as much as everybody else. You know, kind of like what you were saying about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Blake. I There was just something missing from it for me. Um, I mean, it was... It was cool seeing Thor and Loki finally, like, coming together. It was cool seeing, like, Hulk mixed in there, um, seeing what happened to him after Age of Ultron. And I also love how, like, when Loki sees Hulk again, he's just immediately like, oh, no, fuck that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, we got Jeff Goldblum. You can't go wrong with with, with, with Jeff Goldblum. No, you can't. <laughs> but there was just something missing from this movie. Like, it's fun. It's cool. It's got a lot more life to it than the other two Thor movies. But again, there's just something missing, and I don't know what it is. So because of that, I'm going to put it at a C. Ew. Oh, it hurts. Boo. I'm sorry. I'm it sorry. Hurts. That's okay. I think we did see it together because I came out all hyped, and you were like, meh. <laughs> um, I, I really like this movie because of the justice i think it, it brought a lot of justice to thor uh i don't think his previous movies were really like good enough for him i don't think that they really did him any kind of justice for his character for his storyline you know for the the superhero that he is i don't think they really accomplished that but i i was really impressed with ragnarok um you know specifically with the way that 
he was shown really just beaten down. (laughs) Just beaten down. But then the whole point is, like, he doesn't stop. Like, he doesn't quit. He doesn't give up. Um, He keeps going. uh, And it sucks. And he, you know, you see later on in the the other movies um, afterwards that he's messed up because of it. (laughs) You know, and even superheroes have to make some hard choices and, and, you know, go through some hard stuff. And I really resonated with, like, that whole concept um and i liked having like that not really a sidekick movie but like a movie that did more to characters that weren't in the limelight like you know hulk and thor and Mm -hmm. um you know it gave him more substance um it's like oh you know while everybody was off doing this this is what these guys were up to hey but it wasn't just (laughs) it wasn't just antics you know like they had their own issues going on and i really like that um so I just I, I thought Thor Ragnarok was an A. An A? An A, yeah. I I, I distinctly remember us walking out of the theater and I was like, Don't didn't you like it? Wasn't it great? And you were like, mm. Yeah, I think my I think my response was somewhere along the lines of you must be on crack, like Yeah, you were like, What are you doing? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I like things for very specific reasons and a lot of I'm I'm really crack. into character development. <laughs> no, not crack. I'm into character development. And so, like, I thought he developed a lot as a character. Which he is developed why I really a character. <laughs> yes, that is, that's fair. <laughs> All right, crackhead Blake, go ahead and tell us why you love this movie. Yeah, well, you can eat shit, and I'm here to tell you that uh, Sydney gave me an eight ball because um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do them on crack for this movie. Um, this movie, I'm right behind her. This movie is an A. This movie totally fucks hard. Um, it's, and I, I guess I have to be biased towards it because this is the first movie I ever saw with my wife in theaters. Um, but no, like, it's just so damn fun. Like it is, it's easily the best Thor movie. It's one of the most fun Marvel movies. I mean, this is easily, easily in my top 10. It possibly comes close to cracking the top five Marvel movies for me. I see what you did there, cracking. Yeah, especially especially like the the non Avengers movies, the solo movies. Um, I mean, it, it finally figured out Thor too. Uh, not not. I mean, Thor also not Thor too. There's nothing to figure out. There. <laughs> but it finally figured out Thor. Like it made him more fun. It made him like like he's he's a Thunder Prince from outer space. Like that dude should not be boring. Yeah. And it, it cracked the code that like, there we go again, cracked. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's, just make him the ultimate dude, bro. And that's what he is in this. Like he is, a, he even looks like a surfer dude. Like just make him the ultimate dude, bro. And he, he does a good contrast with Iron Man in a way. Iron Man, the Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man was a funny character with the exception of a lot of like quips that don't do it for me in Iron Man 3. Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark was a funny character that became more and more serious as time went on. And the opposite is for Chris Hemsworth as Thor. He's a, he's an overly serious like dude who became funnier as time went on. And I think that's an interesting contrast. Um, but yeah. And I also like Korg without a doubt is one of my favorite supporting characters. <laughs> in the MCU. Like he's perfect. Everything he does is magical and whimsical. Um, I want one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
he he literally has all the best lines in this movie. And uh, I mean, I guess that's I guess that's stingy of uh, director Taika Waititi because he voiced him, and it's just like, oh yeah, great, yeah. The the director gave his his own character all the best <laughs> dialogue in the movie, but no, this movie is an A. Suck it. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I remember literally nothing Korg says in the whole movie. No. I don't believe you. You're making that shit up. No, I legit do not remember anything he says. Sure. <laughs> I remember the like something he says in uh, Endgame about like the game they're playing fucking up or whatever. But like other than that, I don't remember anything he says in Ragnarok. Did you um, only see this once? Yeah. Well, yeah, because he wasn't impressed. <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. Like, you saw November 2017. Come on. <laughs> All right. Fuck me, right? <laughs> I Sorry, will say, I'm going to now. I, I will say Thor Love and Thunder looks fucking awesome. Um, <gasps> have you seen, Sydney, have you seen the pictures of Jack Nedley Portman on set? No. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Dude, I I was I was stoked. I saw that uh, trailer drop, just like the like not even the whole trailer, but just like the title drop, mm-hmm. and I lost my mind. <laughs> Lady <laughs> Thor, like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, like Nat- Natalie Portman's arms are gonna have their own credits in the movie. Jesus, they they need to do a recreation of the poster for Thor: The Dark World, but instead she's holding him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Theaters need to open up so I can be even more ready. Oh, yeah, they need to open up because Spider-Man 3 comes out this Christmas. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Next movie, Black Panther. Now, this movie, I I love this movie. I mean, I think it's impossible not to love this movie just because of how unapologetic it is about what it is. It's just like, this is our identity. We're going with it. If you don't like Mm -hmm. it, Fuck yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, it is a little formulaic, formulaic to a degree. Um, it does play it a little safe in terms of, like, it kind of keeps... It kind of sticks with the Marvel formula a little bit. Um, but yeah. other other than that, like, I mean, it's a cool movie. It's got a cool villain. It's got an awesome cast. Um, cool soundtrack. Cool soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just... It is so unapologetic about what it is culturally. Like, it's like, mm. yeah, we're black as fuck. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> and I mean that, I mean that in, as, like, in the most coolest way possible. Like, I don't really know how else to put it, but that's just how I felt about it. Um, it, it, is, it is unapologetic about what it means uh, for the culture. Yeah, I, I mean, the best example, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this, like that Twitter video that was going around when this movie was like getting ready to come out. A um, couple, uh, couple of black guys just hanging out at the movie theater, and they see the poster, and they're just like, is this how white people feel all the time? Oh, man, if I felt this way all the time, I'd love this country, too. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, I, need to, I need to find that video. That was the best video yeah, ever. Yeah, it's so oh. great, but it, it like it's so it's such a funny fucking video. But it's also like, yeah, like that's pretty much what this movie brought to the table. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a cool movie. It's a good movie. Um, I fucking miss Chadwick Boseman already. Mm. Um, but it, it, I mean it's it's just a it's a really cool fucking 
awesome movie, even if it does get a little formulaic at times. And it also gets a little predictable, like, during the final fight, like, after after that, like, rogue tribe is like, we won't help you. And then it's like, yeah, they're going to help them. They're, that cavalry's coming at the last possible second. And it does. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give Black Panther a B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I've seen this movie the most out of all of the phase three, maybe even all of them in the whole MCU. I've seen it so many times and not even on purpose. It just kind of kept up, like popped up. I was like, Oh yeah, Black Panther. And you know, I'd watch it and be like, yeah. So I don't, I think I, I, I didn't, uh, I'm glad I didn't rather, um, get overstimulated by it by seeing it so many times because i think it still holds up every time you see it Mm -hmm. uh it does a lot of like you said it does a lot of um good things for like culture and history and kind of that interaction with the rest of the world because when you think about it like they're they're very protective of you know their little secluded bubble and Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they be (laughs) because the of the rest of the world is kind of fucked um and like that's that's truth and and they they can they have their own um you know interactions with the rest of the superheroes and you know how like that whole issue with you know um just like in uh uh civil war comes in of like what what are we going to do with superheroes like how are we going to interact with them um politically i would say politically in quotes um just like how are we going to regulate superheroes and like that ties back into like okay guys like what what are we going to do? <laughs> I think this, this is also, I think, maybe, like, the first movie, because you've seen, there's been movies before involving, like, an advanced civilization like Wakanda and then the rest of the world. But this is the right. first time where I think it was from the point of view of that advanced civilization and asking the question, what happens when the rest of the world catches up with you? Right. It's like, what are what is the rest of the world going to do? What are we going to do? Like, how how is this going to affect the bigger picture? And I, I like movies that... Um, have glimpses of that bigger picture tied into them that aren't centered around, you know, that they have their own internal struggle, they have their own issues happening in the plot line, but they can still be like, hey, by the way, you know, remember all this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> um, again, like right, the mutant, the uh, soundtrack was fantastic, storyline was great, um, the costume design phenomenal, uh, and I think it did a lot of. Um, heroic things for women, you know, in that movie. Oh yeah. You see, you know, all the, the, the warriors and his sister and, you know, they, everybody fights, everybody fights. It's not mm-hmm. just like, you know, she's a, especially her. She's not, um, she's not just the techie nerd. Like she also gets down there and kicks ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's what's great. The, what's the general's name in this movie? His, his like high guard or whatever. Is it a, a Koye? Oh my gosh, she's, I think she, she kicks so much ass. Oh, she's wonderful. I love her. Yeah, all of them. I love all of them. So I think I think they just did a fantastic job with, um, you know, representing women and and just a lot of representation in that movie. So I give it an A. Alrighty, this movie also Black Panther also has like a really aesthetically pleasing like color palette. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead, Blake. Um. Yeah. Oh, also, I found that video and I shared it on Fat Minute Twitter. So <laughs> <laughs> our followers shall now be blessed. Oh, oh God. 
Um, but anyway, I love this movie. And to Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, King. Um, but no, it's it's just it's an awesome movie. It's a wonderful movie. It's a very beautiful movie. Um, I mean, it's just I loved it the moment like I saw it for the first time. Like it didn't have to grow on me. I didn't and I will say though, like the trailers for this weren't that great though. They were just they were all right, you know. And I, I knew it was gonna be good, but when I saw it, I'm like, that's I mean, this has to be this is probably in my top five Marvel movies. Um mm-hmm. I guess the only critique I can give it is there are some shots, some frames where the CGI just isn't very good. It's not the best. Especially during that I final mean, fight between Black Panther and Killmonger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they they could have made that more practical and personal. Um, but, I mean, like, if that's, if that's the price, if that's the compromise for everything else in this movie to work as well as it does, like, so be it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can just – I can just go on and on. But um, – and another great thing is, like, you know – a lot of other times we see a black superhero, he's usually portrayed as like the underdog. He's like the outsider or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this like he's royalty. Like he he is, you know, he's a king and like that matters. And and also like he in while it's a fictional country, he comes from a specific country in Africa. He doesn't just go, I'm from Africa. And it's like, okay, man, that's like saying you're like you're from Asia. Like you gotta <laughs> yeah. Africa is a continent, not a country, and a lot of people still get that wrong. Um, but no, Charlie, Charlie Theron is from Africa too, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Dave Matthews is from Africa. Dave um, um, <laughs> it's an A. It's an A. It's an A. Straight from the ether. The ether. <laughs> <What> the <hell? laughs> we have inside jokes too, Blake. Well, it's not cool if I'm not in on it. Okay. I'm just playing. It sounds funny. Hey, for whatever it's worth, it sounds funny. So It is. I wish you could experience it. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Did you guys just hear that? No. In my chair. Oh. I'm, mov- I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like falling around in my chair because my humidifier is on and it's making my floor slick. Oh no! That, I was talking about Jace just fucking snored. <laughs> I did not hear that. Oh, well, <laughs> I did. He did it at the same time I moved my chair, so I assumed it was my chair. Infinity War. <laughs> 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 I mean, there's really no way to say it. It's it's an awesome movie. Um, I mean, th- this movie was the movie that everybody had been waiting for. I mean, this and the second part of this movie. Mm. Um, I mean, I remember when. You know, Thanos showed up in the post-credit scene of, of the first Avengers movie. Everybody was like, "Oh fuck, what's gonna happen?" And it's like it was slowly building up across all these movies and all these years. And finally, it's like, "Holy fuck, we're finally reaching the end of all of this." Um, and I mean, just the way that this movie brings all those different pieces together, like you know, Thor, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Iron Man, Captain America, like the way it brings all of them back together into one singular focus, so smoothly, so coherently, like. Holy fuck. Um, and I remember when they announced that this movie was going to be split into two. There was going to be a part one and a part two. I remember everybody was kind of like, ooh, that's kind of a bold move, Cotton. Um, because a lot of times that usually does not bode well. But I think it 
this I think it's totally justified here. Um, and I mean, there's just no other way to say it. Infinity War, it's an A. That final act, oof. I mean, and then when Thanos finally gets the gems and he just snaps and oh man, you you feel it. I started to fade away a little myself. <laughs> At least you wish you did, because you were like, I'm done with this world. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's it's it was something. It did what um Civil War did with cooperation and then took it a step further. Um after everybody like duked it out and worked all, you know, work worked it out, <laughs> like, <laughs> became friends again. Um, you know, you were able to learn about the team and and how they, you know, above all have a common enemy and a common goal, and it's to save the world, and that's what they did. Well, eventually, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like you know having it split up. Um, I don't think they could have accomplished, you know, they, I know they couldn't have accomplished what they needed to do in that movie by having it just one movie. Like they have to have two because it's just so much, um, so many things to cover so many, make a five um, hour long movie. You fucking, right, there's no, <laughs> people would see it, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it was good having, you know, having it split up. I was a little leery about that at first. I was like, you know, now we got to wait for the second one. And that's going to, you know, mess with the flow, man. But <laughs> having, having it be that cut that, you know, that, straight cut of being like you know what you know you didn't win <laughs> now you have to deal with it and you know how are you going to accomplish this goal you know in the next movie and how are you going to overcome this issue and even though you're suffering the consequences <laughs> was a really good choice and i i definitely was impressed uh, i'm going to give it an a oh yeah oh yeah go ahead Blake. Wait. <laughs> All right. Okay. I just I, I never know if somebody's gonna be like, oh, and and I don't want to like sound like I'm interrupting. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, Infinity War. I mean, like it it I, I as far as I'm concerned, it it does what it sets out to do. I mean, it is it it is, and I agree with you completely, Donnie. It is an acceptable like part one of two. Like it it did like Twilight did it. Harry Potter did it. The Hunger Games did it divergent tried to do it but like in here it was completely justified probably the only other one that was actually justified in doing that was harry potter but yeah. um but now granted this isn't based on a specific particular like novel it's just kind of like a calm it's like a combination of so many other storylines rolled into one and mm -hmm. i mean it is an adaptation but yeah as far as the whole ending on a to be continued note like it nails it. Like it yeah. is of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is the Empire Strikes Back. It is the Wrath of Khan in that ending. Um, like that final shot of Tony Stark just like, and then Nebula's just like, he did it. Yeah. Like to Marvel finally ended on a not so up note. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and just Captain America going, oh God. And, but I, and also like the, the moment you're talking about, Donnie, where, um, like, Tony Stark is like just processing everything that has happened that like mm -hmm. you know, his, 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 um, his ward has, has just uh, evaporated in front of him, disintegrated. And I love like the, the thunder and lightning going on and how dark the skies look. And like, it's, 
in a weird way, it almost seems like the ending to this movie feels like the ending of a bad fairy tale in a way where like the heroes lose, you know, you know, and that sounds weird to say because like, we're, we're talking about superheroes, we're talking about comic books, but like just the way the, the sky is and how dark and, you know, gloomy and doomy it is like, it's just, it's almost like a, a bad fairy tale, but no, it's, it's, um, it's great in its ending. Um, I will say though, like, I don't know. It's, I, I know I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here it comes almost painfully, frustratingly close to being an A, but not quite. So I give it a B. Yeah. What keeps it? What keeps it from being an A for you? I just out of curiosity. It's just damn. I'm I myself am not even like one hundred percent sure. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's like. I mean, it's it's. I think what it lacks from the most is that, you know. In a weird way, you're not able to know who who like the true core, like who's who's the true like core people. It's following. It's following just a little bit of everybody. So in a way, like it's just damn. I, I don't even know how to put it. Like so, I don't want to. I don't want to try to word it and just shoot myself in the foot a second <laughs> time. But um, I guess like in a cool way, it's it's it was interesting how the real hero's journey that this one is about is Thor. Like he's actually like the hero's journey of this movie because he's the one who saves, well, almost saves the day in the end. Um, Should have gone for the head. Yeah. But I mean, like that's one of the great moments is when he finally lands in Wakanda. Yeah. And, and like Bruce Banner's just like, you guys are so screwed now. Like, <laughs> Y'all fucked up. This is a great moment, but I mean, and I know it sounds shitty been like, it's a B because I said so like, it's just not quite there. So I have to leave it at a B. I love that. I love that scene when Bruce Banner's in the uh, Hulkbuster Iron Man armor, and he's just like, "Hulk, we need you to come out." <laughs> no, all right, you big green asshole, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Like yeah. I love, I, lo I love how at this point in the MCU, they they've really started to they they played around with Bruce and the Hulk being two distinct entities. Right. Which yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I cried so much, like. Watching everybody just like fade hey, away. This, this is no place to die. Fades away. <laughs> I don't like how they call it the blip, the blip in later movies. movies. Yeah. What yeah, do you guys think about that? That's no, it's shitty. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, like, I I, under, I like how they go into a little off track here though. But I like how they go into more, um, you know. Uh, put that under a microscope and be like, this is a real thing that happened, and like people just weren't here. <laughs> yeah, they they, 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 they they didn't just revert to status quo. Like, hey, some people came back as if nothing happened, but stuff did happen. So this is kind of a problem. Right, like it's yeah. an issue. Um, and I hate, but I just hate what they named it. But I'm, I love how they like uh, um, integrate that into like the world, and and they have to like people ha have to deal with it because like yeah. time went on, and then all of a sudden like you know everybody's back. <laughs> I like to think that was the sound that, that that it made too when they came back. And just like pop, it's like whoa, where am I? That, that was the that was the sound of Thanos getting bored after the snap, so he sits on the gauntlet. Oh. <laughs> well, he put the gauntlet there to keep Ant Man from going in there and fucking him up. Yeah, you yeah. know, like all, like all those memes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Remember those? Yes, I don't want to. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
Well, my, of Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, my dog just farted, and it smells about as good as this next movie. Um, oh. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. I saw this for the first time today. I did not see this in theaters because I saw the first Ant-Man in theaters, and I did not fucking care. Um, I gave... Last, last episode, I gave Ant-Man an F. And I started this movie, and at first I'm like, all right, so far it's, you know, slightly better than Ant-Man 1. And then I was like, okay, it's kind of maintaining that level so far. And then, like, when it, it got to a point to where it felt like the movie was getting ready to wrap up, and I checked, and there was 40 fucking minutes still to go, and I got, <laughs> and I actually got angry. And it got to the point to where I was begging this movie to just fucking end, and it fucking wouldn't, and I wanted it to put me out of its misery, and it fucking did not oblige. Um, Blake, the way you feel about Iron Man 3 is pretty similar to how I feel about this movie in the sense that everything, literally everything that happens in this movie has to be a fucking joke, which wouldn't be so bad if the jokes were actually funny, and none of them fucking are. They're so, like, the the quote-unquote humor here is so cringy and flat and lame. It's just, what are you people doing with your lives? I feel like this is shit that a middle schooler thought was funny. Um, the only thing that made me laugh in the whole movie was Stan Lee's cameo when his like car shrinks and he's just like, well, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for them. Um, <laughs> other than that, I straight faced through everything that was attempt to be attempt that attempted to be humorous in this movie. Um, I didn't fucking care about anything that happened in this movie. It's also an F. Fuck Ant-Man. Fuck the Wasp. Fuck you. Uh-huh. Hear, hearing you go throughout all that, not necessarily about this movie in general, but I, w- I was waiting for you to finally calm down about the MCU as a whole. So I was listening to that whole rant being like, yes, good, let the hate flow through you. <laughs> like, these movies are such a fucking waste of Paul Rudd. It makes me fucking angry. More like Paul Mudd, am I right? right? Bro. Bro. Bro, 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 bro. I hate that anime. <laughs> what, bro? What? Oh, <laughs> uh, there, there was an anime back in the day about like a super-powered hairdresser named Bo 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 Bo. I'm not even fucking making that up. But <laughs> what the? I'm not even making that up. That was its title, Bo 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 Bo, and like it's fucking uh-huh. stupid. So, yeah, that's what that's what that was a reference to. There's your your obscure reference for the day. I'm talk, not even gonna touch that. <laughs> Talk about the shitty movie. You could just have that. I I really like Paul Rudd. And I think he's really a good actor. And he does Ant-Man, you know, well. But, like, they don't do anything with him. They don't give him... uh, uh, (laughs) Like, they don't give him anything. That was literally me the entire time watching this movie. Just going... (laughs) (laughs) Like, the, at least the first one was better where, like, you can, you know, you get that origin story fix, but then you, you get, like, him thinking like Ant-Man and overcoming problems and, you know, having the suit and doing all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. It just wasn't... I can't even, like, articulate how I feel about this movie because, like, I'm just so sad that they... <laughs> they, <laughs> that they, that they made it. <laughs> <laughs> just so sad that they like it's amazing because this podcast sorry sydney just to time out for a second, <laughs> this podcast is the only time i've ever heard anyone be specifically 
um, not positive about Ant-Man. Like I either don't hear about it at all, or I hear like George R. R. Martin say it's the best superhero movie since Spider-Man two. <laughs> wah, wah. I don't hate Ant-Man. Like I think he's interesting and like, you know, not every superhero is going to have like these fantastic powers. Sometimes it comes from like tech and you know, your brain. And like, I like that idea. And like, I think um, the way that Paul Rudd plays Scott Lang is is really interesting, and like I I can get down with that character, and I think he's cool and and quirky and funny. But like the the movie just doesn't do it doesn't just use him, you know. He he they don't like do anything with him. He just like gets it feels like he's thrown into the situation. They and have then all, everything they have is... all the right pieces, but they're putting them in the wrong spots. Like they're trying. Yes. Like these movies are nothing. The Ant Man movies are nothing but trying to put square pegs into round holes. Yes. Uh, and I'm conflicted. I think I'm going to give it a D because I feel like even, even as like what it is, I, I think I could still like pick out pieces. If I had like watched it again, I could still pick out pieces that were like decent enough to not warrant an F, but like, it's not a high D <laughs> like it's a borderline. Like you might need to repeat this class. <laughs> 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 so go yeah ahead, go Blake. ahead Blake <laughs> I wouldn't say that Ant-Man and the Wasp has to repeat my class it's just that one kid that I always forget is in my class oh. <laughs> but yeah once he, again he, he's that he's that kid you're begging graduate so you don't have to teach him again see <laughs> um Back to George R. R. Martin. Yeah, imagine living out such an existence where you think the Ant Man movies are better than the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, okay, dude. Like, I, I, I would rather just like shower regularly if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> why do drugs when you can mow a lawn? <laughs> but um. Ant-Man and the Wasp, there, I have virtually nothing to say about this movie other than it's a waste of Walt Goggins, especially. Like, I love Walt Goggins. And it's like, oh, wow, your boy's in it. And then it's like, oh, he's just like a throwaway, generic, like, crime boss dude of a small gang. Um, and then first and foremost about Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, I think he's much better as a supporting character in like Captain America Civil War and Avengers Endgame. Like yeah. I like his chemistry with all the other people. Him as the main character, not so much. And that that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That's not like an insult to him. I just think he's better when he's in the same room as all these other characters playing off of what they say. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I give it a C. Whatever. Mm. I'll show Go you home, whatever. Kid. Go home, kid. You don't exist to me. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Captain Marvel. I watched this one for the first time as well earlier this week, and man, I wish I did not hit the snooze button on this movie. Um, There was no real particular reason I didn't watch this one in theaters other than I I just missed it, and I just never got around to watching it. Um, But I watched it for the first time this week, and I enjoyed it. Um, As far as plot goes, it does stick to the long-running established Marvel formula, um, but it doesn't quite get as dull and boring as some other movies do with it. Um, the, the real strength in this movie is the characters. You know, Captain Marvel is... I, I enjoy her story and, like, the fish-out-of-water experience and trying to... Like, the identity crisis going on with her. 
Um, I mean, seeing Samuel L. Jackson play like a rookie Nick Fury was really fun too. Um, introducing the scrolls into into the MCU is really cool. I mean, like I said, this movie, the strength in this movie is the characters, not so much the plot. Um, and as far as the characters go, they're cool. They got a lot of personality going for them. So, I mean, and this movie also has my favorite Stan Lee cameo where he's on the train just reading the script for Mallrats. Um, <laughs> that, that's my favorite Stan Lee cameo out of all these movies. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give Captain Marvel a B. Brie Olsen, she's mommy. <laughs> Oh, I had a huge ego boost um, a couple months ago. I was walking to my car um, in the parking lot after work, um, and I had taken my mask off just as I got to my car. There's nobody else in the parking lot. No, don't everybody have a heart attack. <laughs> um, my coworker comes around the corner in her car. Um, she had seen me. I didn't realize it was her because um, you can't recognize anybody by their eyes anymore, I guess. Um, <laughs> so she she kept going. She had seen me the next day. Uh, she came in. She was like, Sydney, uh, I saw you in the parking lot without your mask on. And I was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to get a lecture. Um, She's like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, oh. And she goes, you looked like that actress. And I was like, what? She goes, that actress. Oh, what's her name? She has. Um, she was in the Marvel movies and i was like what are you talking about and she goes captain marvel and i was like are you talking about brie larson you think i look like brie larson <laughs> first of all i'm honored <laughs> <laughs> and i just like it stuck with me i was like oh my gosh <laughs> i don't agree with her but like you know <laughs> still like i just she's she's amazing she's wonderful she's like so mommy cool. yeah <laughs> she um she plays her character so well um her her strength, you know, and her stubbornness, I can definitely like get behind that. You know what? You can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna just do it. <laughs> it's great. It's good. Just straight up steals that dude's motorcycle. Yeah, she does not care. And she <laughs> likes grunge. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things to like about, um, you know, her character. Yeah. Uh, and the plot was the plot was decent. Um, I think they played it safe, um, not in a bad way. I think they just needed to make sure that there was enough substance that people weren't going to go nuts because they were, I wouldn't say taking a risk with this movie, but like there was, it was going to be uh, a hit or miss just by how people were going to take it. Um, well, especially since I it was a prequel. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and everybody's still hype up from, um, you know, infinity war and we're getting all these like, I guess, filler movies. So it was, it's definitely a, a gamble on whether or not, you know, it was going to be well-received, but I think overall it was. And I think the, they did a lot of good things with um, filling in the gaps as far as like how the Avengers were formed and kind of giving more substance to Nick Fury. Um, not that he really needed it, but it was cool to see him uh, see the reasons why he became the man he is now, mm -hmm. you know? Um and just like that, like kind of begrudging buddy cop vibe that you get with him and her, <laughs> like yeah. their relationship throughout the film. Um, it was really solid. And I, I personally liked it a lot. So I would think even though it might not have been well received, um, you know, by other people, I would give it an A. I do love the scene near the end, like after she's like taken down that whole army and everything. It's just her and uh, the dude, uh, Yon Rog. And he's just like mouthing off her. She's like, you know, 
prove that you could take me down just as yourself. Come on, come, prove yourself. And she just like blasts him into She's the like, fucking nah. She's like, I don't have to prove anything to you. <laughs> you Fuck can't boy. tell me what to do. <laughs> Fuck boy. I like absolutely like look up to her as a superhero. Like I love her so much. <laughs> Go ahead, Blake. So yeah, um, I think Captain Marvel is an entertaining and enjoyable movie. I like Brie Larson. I've loved Brie Larson ever since I saw her in 21 Jump Street. I thought she was great in that. Um, <laughs> but as far as the movie goes, like it's it's enjoyable, it's entertaining, but this is another one of those where I don't really have much else to say. Um, the one specific thing I can say about is, and not just about, it itself is I kind of resent how when this came out, when people were complimenting it and, you know, praising it and celebrating it, they're almost like acting like the 2017 Wonder Woman movie didn't exist. Like they were posting think piece articles on like how Captain Marvel finally ended the debate that a, you know, uh, a female led superhero movie can be successful at the box office and get good reviews. And it's like mm. Wonder Woman came out almost two years ago. Like, why are you just ignoring it? To play it's devil's weird. advocate, to play devil's advocate, I would say one, you know, with Wonder Woman being the first of its kind, it had that going for it in its favor. Yeah. And Captain Marvel being able to replicate it is like, okay, see, we told you. Um, and two, I would personally, I mean, I would have to go back and rewatch Wonder Woman again, but as of right now, I feel like Captain Marvel's a better movie than Wonder Woman. Um, I feel like Wonder Woman gets way more routine and formulaic than Captain Marvel does. I get what you're saying though, Blake, of like them being like, "Oh, this is like the first of its kind revolutionary." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not Def really. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Right. See, now hold on. That is a, what you just said right there, Donnie, and what you're saying, Sydney. Like that is a better point. Is that oh, Wonder Woman wasn't just a one-off novelty. Like this yeah. is like women can be the stars of superhero movies. But that's just not how the articles were coming off. Like what you right. just said was better than what I was seeing at the time. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, then that is an achievement in and of itself that like, this can be a regular thing. Like it doesn't have to be the thing where it's like, oh, we, we already did a woman superhero five years ago. <laughs> we'll do it again in like two or three years. But like, yeah. Um, but no, to, uh, I would say I've only seen as much as I would compliment the first Wonder Woman movie. I've only seen each film that one time in theaters when it first came out. So I would have to rewatch them both, but I don't want to then get into the conversation where they automatically have to be compared then yeah. to on the flip side to play devil's advocate there. But, um, but no, so, I mean, yeah, I appreciate y'all still understanding my, my little eye roll with that at the time mm -hmm. when this came out, but let's yeah, just, it's, let's, uh, let's just hope Captain Marvel sequel is better than wonder Woman's sequel. Fucking wolf. Oh, <laughs> oh, Talk about in, a whiff. In the year in the year of our Lord, 2020, we should not have a superhero movie that is about a wishing rock. Like that is the plot <laughs> of a, that is the plot of a Disney Channel original movie. Like it's a rock that grants wishes. You can piss off. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I but yeah, no, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I was content for two hours. I just don't have anything else specific or particular to say about it. Other than that, I leave it at a C. Alrighty. 
Avengers Endgame. Probably the most ambitious and logistically uh, the most ambitious and logistically difficult movie of all time. Um, I mean, just connecting the dots over like what twenty some movies spanning eleven years. I mean, it's and doing it in a way that is fan service, but at the same time isn't. I mean. It gives the fans everything they want, everything they wish for, but it doesn't like cater to 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 that too much to where the movie just starts being like almost a self parody um, in a way. I mean, there's just no beating around the bush with it. It's a fucking awesome movie. Um, it's straight up a. There is I have nothing absolutely ne- nothing negative to say about this movie. It connects all the dots of everything before it in such an awesome way. It concludes the Infinity... Well, I guess the next movie technically concludes the Infinity Saga, but it, like... The, the next the next movie is more of an epilogue, yeah. really. This, so. this is closing the book. The next movie is putting the book back on the shelf. Um, but, I mean, it, it concludes the Infinity Saga, like, so well. And it's just such a great payoff. While still managing to, you know, set the stage for what's to come. Straight up A. A-A-A. yeah i mean there can be so much disappointment if if things aren't wrapped up correctly like you can just be like well it doesn't even matter because like you know a b c and d didn't connect but like yeah thankfully (laughs) that was not the case with uh endgame everything it was so emotional and and like everything was it was, was just put back in its place and you know everything was tidied up and connected and uh done in a way that was satisfying and that's like the biggest thing that that is important you know for movies like this it's just like it's satisfying and this is what you want to hear and watch and it's what you want to do when you go to the movies is like be satisfied mm-hmm. um and that keeps yeah. you watching movies again and again and again because you get that feeling um yeah. So I think they just did a fantastic job, and I feel like I'm handing out A's just like <laughs> <laughs> like they're right. going out of style, right? Like, I'm not being very harsh, but I, le- you know, I legitimately was very impressed with a lot of the Phase Three movies. Um, I they I had missed a lot of the Phase One and Phase Two in theaters uh, just because I was a little baby and didn't have money. Bye, baby. Uh, <laughs> Sweet little <laughs> little baby didn't have money um but you know i was able to to actually see a lot um in theaters and what i didn't see in theaters i eventually saw uh you know through streaming or or you know what have you um so it was it was it was good wrap up for everything and i was extremely impressed so (laughs) a go ahead blake um i mean damn it's just one of those things where it's like what what more you know it's this movie is like a miracle, really. Yeah. The fact that like, <laughs> it was able to stick the landing as well as it did, mm-hmm. um, it is a miracle, and it pays off. And it is a it's a better Return of the Jedi than Return of the Jedi. It's yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, There's it, no Ewoks. It is. It is the superhero return of the king, I guess you could also say. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's and one thing is like 
I feel like a lot of people, they only want to talk about the last act of this movie. And don't get me wrong, the last act is great. Like, it blows the um, last act of Infinity War out of the water. Yeah. But people, I feel like people don't talk about the rest of the movie enough. Like, the actual, the time heist plot. Mm -hmm. Because that's just kind of like... Yes! (laughs) That is an inevitable, that's an inevitable cliche, almost a gag in any other franchises like when you exist long enough eventually you have to have a time travel plot you know? <laughs> like you star trek did it um you know x-men did it uh but like it's it's fun and it was fun seeing how they would like you know inject themselves in you know new york city in 2012 or wherever they were in 2014 um that's that america's was- ass that was mm-hmm. just, well, and that's awesome. It's like, you know, I always wondered what happened between them arresting Loki and them going to shawarma. We, we got to see the moments that followed that <laughs> yeah. where, where, you know, they, they finally go up to the top of Stark tower and he's just like, I think I'll have that drink now. Okay. Well, what happened five seconds after that? And I, I really like how we got to see that. Um, I love, I love how, I never knew I needed this moment until I received it. I loved how it's like, what would Star Lord look like if somebody was watching him jamming out from afar? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no there's no music, there's no soundtrack. He's just off in the distance. Come and get your <laughs> I love that moment. And War Machine is just like, oh, so he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Um, but yeah. I, I also love uh Hulk and Bruce Banner merging into one entity. <laughs> oh man, dude! Oh, God, I, I mean, <laughs> Professor Hulk. Yeah, I mean, there was a dude who <laughs> he he used to he used to watch MMA fights, but now he listens to podcasts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like that that was one of my favorite memes for a while of uh, Professor Hulk just giving Ant Man a taco. <laughs> yeah, He's like, here, here buddy. Here you go, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I just love that, but no, good for Hulk. He got himself an education. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my boy Calvin he got his shit together. Got himself um, a job. The biggest glow up. Another, another, but a moment that I wish we did get to see, but I'm sure it would have been very difficult to write. I want to know what it looks like when Captain America had to return um, the Soul Stone. Or yeah. Wait. Wait, no, I know wait. what you're talking about. The um, the red one. Um, I always get them mixed up. No, not the. Wait, shit. Wait, right? the Vision has the Soul Stone, right? No, Vision, no, has, Vision the has the Mind, mind stone. stone. Yeah, no, I got it right the first time. My bad. Yeah, well, like, w- what did it look like when Captain America was like, "Hey, wait a second, you look familiar." Really? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Phantom Red Skull had to be like, "Uh, no, man. Like, I just, I, I, I burned my face this morning." <laughs> Hold on, man. It ain't like that. but but yeah um no i i love the conclusion of um captain america um he he finally you gonna tell me about her (laughs) you gonna tell me about he oh (laughs) (laughs) got he he finally got his girl and people are like people like really like critique the morality of that and it's like man like he he was in love. Like, what do you want? Um, He's just a boy. <laughs> he finally he just he just finally showed up for his date. What's the problem? Yeah. She didn't know he went back in time. You know, he, like yeah. he he for all she knows, she he was perfectly on time. <laughs> and, and you know what? Like, 
but yeah, it's like people just want to talk about the final battle. Like the rest of this movie is great. And it's, it's a beautiful story of grief and friendship. And I know, I know that sounds super duper Sesame street there. With, <laughs> with but no, like, I love that. It's like, what, what can be better than that? What, what's better than like teaming up with your best buddies to bring back more of your best buddies. Like that just <laughs> so wholesome and heartwarming. Yeah. Well, like, when Spider-Man flies out of that portal and he's just like yammering away and Tony's like, sh- sh- shut up and hug me. Just yeah, he hugs him. And, <laughs> oh, and, and that's, that's the real treat of this movie. The real magic of this movie was experience, experiencing it in theaters with an mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even even when you had to be like, oh, all right, guys, calm down now. It's just like like when Spider-Man lands and everyone's like, oh, and they're all like clapping and cheering. And it's like, oh, yeah, the guy who has a movie next month came back. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. Like, <laughs> but no, like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to gush, but I figured I finally owed myself a little positivity, a little more positivity <laughs> for the night. This movie is an A. It, it was it 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 and it pulled it off and i i am grateful for that it fucks by god it did it by god jay by god jay last movie spider-man far from home or as you like to call it spider-man daddy's home (laughs) oh yeah you see oh yeah you guys may not understand may not know i love mysterio he's one of my favorite villains did you just assume that i didn't know that I'm assuming the audience doesn't know that, Sydney. <laughs> gotta say, what did I get you for your birthday present a couple years ago? A Mysterio painting that you did. That I, I did myself. I will. I will say though, I, I haven't seen him portrayed in that many things, but aesthetically, Mysterio's pretty rad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's one of my favorite villains. I love him. So when they were like, "Hey." Next Spider-Man movie is going to have Mysterio. And I'm like, oh, boy, you for real? Like, you ain't, you ain't fucking me this time. Because every other time we've gotten close to having Mysterio in a fucking Spider-Man movie, he gets rebooted. Uh-huh, so when uh-huh. they were like, they were like, nah, Mysterio is going to happen. I'm like, all right. And then they were like, hey, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to play him. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> guys, I can only get so erect. Wait, 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 wait. So Jake Gyllenhaal... Or Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. Mm. Don't make me choose. (laughs) Oh oh my god, like, dude, like, with all due respect, Benedict Cumberbatch looks like he got hit in the face with a brick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he's he's got that, like, intellectual vibe to him, you know? True. I will say, though, if he wasn't already Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch could maybe be a decent Professor X. Yeah, I could see it. I still think he would have been... A way better young Dumbledore than Jude Law, but that's just me personally. Yeah, no, I I agree. But anyway, yeah, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. I, when I heard that, I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like, I I went into this movie fucking ready. I saw this with you too, Sydney. You you remember? I, I remember. Was, I was ready. Oh I, oh, I went into this movie so hot and bothered, and you know what? It delivered. You it came delivered. out hot and bothered too. Yeah, I mean. Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio was just so fucking awesome. And this movie is just so awesome. And like what I love about this movie, a lot of people still complain, Spider-Man's too tied to Iron Man. Here's the thing. It makes sense for this movie because Iron Man, Tony Stark, he's been the face of the MCU this entire time. Now he's dead. Spoilers, whatever. Now, 
the thing that a lot of people don't seem to remember is, you know, during the 90s, early 2000s, before the MCU became a thing, Spider-Man was always the face of Marvel. The entire entity of Marvel, MCU, like, Spider-Man was always their poster boy. He was always like the he was always like the first hero or like one of the main heroes you saw whenever there was like any sort of Marvel advertisement or merchandise or whatever. And then the MCU came out, they couldn't use him, so he kind of like he didn't necessarily fall to the wayside, but he wasn't like their poster boy anymore. Now that they got Spider-Man in their movies, they're setting like Far From Home, like the whole movie sets up building Peter Parker and Spider-Man as the new face of the MCU, which is awesome, and I'm all about it. And <laughs> just having him like, and that's why I feel like it, it works with him with his ties to Iron Man because it's like the student is now becoming the master kind of deal. And also like the the complaint of Mysterio having ties to uh, <clears throat> excuse me to Tony Stark. I'm like, you know, I, I guess if you want to complain about that, fine, whatever. But me personally, I feel like it makes sense for, you know, the student to have to deal with the sins of his master, you know, kind of a sins of the father kind of deal as well. Mm. Um, but, I mean, overall, I just think it's an awesome movie. I love it. One of the best villains in all of the Spider-Man movies, in my opinion. Um, it, I feel like this, for me, is the movie that's, like, kind of frustratingly close to being an A. I'm, I'm going to put it at a comfortable B. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to slap that big old A on there. No, it's it's just missing just a little something. Um, yeah. Like, I feel it's just missing, like, I feel like Tom Holland hasn't quite completely come into his own as Spider-Man in this movie. Like, he, he he's, like, settled into the role and found his rhythm more so in this one than he did in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. But I, I still feel like he still has just a little bit more to go. That's fair. I think my biggest issue was the fact that they weren't in New York. And I could take that that or leave it. I don't know why that bothered me so much. I think it's just because it's like the whole friendly neighborhood Spider-Man aspect. And I mean, he was still in the neighborhood. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't like, like I said, like, I don't know why that bothered me so much, but like everything else was was like fine. Um, But like having, you know, him be on a field trip, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like an authentic kind of like Spider-Man fight. It felt like a stand in, like not, not, I don't know how to explain it. It didn't look, it didn't feel like. He was your foreign exchange student, (laughs) Spider-Man. Yes. Well, the play devil's advocate with that, you mentioned with homecoming about how you liked how it, it, really delved into like the student aspect of it. Like what, what happens when a student is thrown into super heroics while well, he's still got to go to school and be awkward at school, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. part of that is students go on fucking field trips. So here you yeah. go. No. And, and that's like fine. So like, I don't know like what it is specifically about that, that I just like, and it doesn't like bother me to the point where it's like, Oh, this movie's you know, bad. Cause it's, it's not, it's just like, for some reason that throws me off and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I definitely agree with you as far as the whole like sins of the father thing. Like, it, it makes a villain more relatable because like you do want to relate to the villains because it's like everybody has a bit of, you know, light and dark and and villains come from somewhere. Uh, it's not just like somebody wakes up, you know, and just like I'm gonna be an asshole for the rest of my life. 
Well, it's also it makes more sense for Mysterio to have a beef with Tony Stark than with Peter Parker because it's like what right. beef? What beef is he gonna have with Peter? He's sixteen. Right. Right. <laughs> it it definitely makes way more sense to for him to have issues with you know somebody who's been around longer to make issues. <laughs> uh, and I definitely enjoy the tech aspect. I know some people had some issues with like him using like tech instead of magic. Uh, well, but I, mean, I, I like that's, liked... al- that's always Mysterio. He's never been magical. Well, I mean, like people got like, they were like, Oh wait, like, you know, <laughs> read a book it, people. It, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, in the sense of like, you know, it's, it's just drones and people are like, what, like, what about, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, well, listen, <laughs> read a book, <laughs> calm, people. calm down, read a book. Get um, fucked loser. That's like the guy who complained about the rhino in the amazing Spider-Man. Being not a rhino. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. No, he's like, why couldn't he be a mutant rhino? And it's like, because he's not. Like, yeah. That's not what he is. Deal with it. Yeah. There's a lot of people who got like, who didn't know. That's what it is. They didn't know who Mysterio was. So then when he was introduced, like the people who knew were like, oh, this is amazing. And then the people who didn't were like, I don't understand. And it's like, well, this movie's not for you. It's for the people who know. <laughs> Uh, but overall, I don't know. I think it's I think it's solid. I liked it, um, and I I give it a B. I think the thing that's that just sticks with me is that he's not in New York, and I don't know if that's just because I was playing the game so much that I was like, yeah, this is it, and this is his whole <laughs> radius, and that's he doesn't go anywhere other than here. <laughs> but just like something threw me off, and I don't know what it was. <laughs> no, I no, I think I, I I feel what you're saying there, Sydney. I. Mm-hmm. I I, I I I get it. I get it. I know what you're saying. Picking up what I'm throwing down. Yeah. What did you think about it? So, ooh, it's my turn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think everything Jake Gyllenhaal does in this movie is perfect. Yeah. I think he is awesome. I love him as a villain, a Spider-Man villain. I love him as Mysterio. Um, however. With everything else in the movie, I am rather indifferent. Like it's just it's 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 okay. Um, I, I yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is hands down the best part of the movie. And I guess I elaborated on these more in the Spider-Man episode, so I don't want to be too redundant or repetitive there. Um, the one specific thing I didn't get to bring up in the in the Spider-Man episode, and I guess we kind of touched on a little bit last episode. I think it was Donnie. Um, with with uh, yeah, Peyton Reed, the director of the Ant Man movies, I just have this weird irk with the director of these movies, John Watts. <laughs> um, I'm convinced that he does not exist. I believe he is not a real person because I just sense that this these movies, these two films, are made by just an absolute yes man, like a director you get when you don't really need just any director. Or I guess you don't need any specific or particular director. Just any director will do. And he's just there to yell action and cut. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, if you even go to this dude's IMDb page and look him up, his face, his profile picture on IMDb looks like one of those artificial intelligence um, composite pictures <laughs> of, of several of several people combined like he doesn't even look like he has a real face it looks like when when people do that photoshop of all the batman actors or spider-man actors morphed into like one person 
Um, he looks like that. So yeah, I don't think he's real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not real. Especially like, did you see the the little promo that came out like announcing the title No Way Home? It's it's Tom Holland walking out of a little like um, fake office that says John Watts on it, and he's like, "Yeah, guys, he said I gotta wait or something like that." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's the director of you know the the new trilogy of arguably debatably the biggest superhero in America, and he doesn't even get to appear in the promos for his own movies. Like mm -hmm. this motherfucker maybe, isn't real. Like maybe he's just really shy." He, he he's shy because he doesn't know how to tell us he doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So, so yeah, I will. Oh man, that's big brain time. I will leave it at that. I will leave it at that. It's just it just feels like it just feels like a lot of the directors, with the with the exception of like James Gunn and the Russo brothers, I just feel like a lot of these directors are just yes men. Um, but yeah, so Far From Home, Jake Gyllenhaal, he rocks it. The rest of the movie. I, I well, again, I was entertained. I don't think any Marvel movie is a failure on a technical level, so I give it a C. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All righty. Well, that was the last one. How y'all feel? Yep. Like I want to go to the movies and watch more Marvel movies. <laughs> well, you're in luck. <laughs> See, well, you're this, in luck. There's this thing called Phase Four starting. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was actually really excited. I have a bullet journal uh, page. I got a new bullet journal because my other one was like falling apart and I had a bunch of pages in it that I didn't like. So I was just like, start it over, do it again. <laughs> and one of my pages <laughs> is um, MCU like movies. And I check them off. Like I write them down oh. and I check them off when I've seen them. Um, and I had, thankfully this, this book is a little rectangular. So I was able to fit like phase one, phase two, phase three on one page. And I just looked at the other page and I'm like, Oh, it's going to get, it's going to get so good. <laughs> We're going to fill this baby up. It's going to be great. <laughs> I have a feeling the, uh, the post credit scene in guardians of the galaxy two is going to play a big role in phase four. Hopefully. Yeah. Adam Warlock, baby. Who, do you, do you think they'll try to like create new cameos for Stanley? Like maybe use him as like a poster or a commercial in the background, or use stock footage, or will they get another person to be their cameo guy? I'm sure there will be some references to Stan here and there, at least for a while longer. But you know what would be awesome? Hmm. Have Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool be the new cameo guy? Oh God, that would be amazing. <laughs> I I actually dig that. That that would actually be legit, um, and I feel like I feel like, and you know he would do it in a heartbeat too. Oh God, yeah. I feel for, like Ryan Reynolds above anybody else would love that. <laughs> like he would do it for like no money. He'd be like, yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll meet you there on yeah. a Saturday, and we'll just film the bit, and then <laughs> I'll go home. Yeah, I'll go home. <laughs> yeah. Anything to get away from his wife. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That's just that's just an ongoing joke that he secretly resents her, even though it's pretty obvious he doesn't. Like, Aw. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, what's happening? Because I thought they like were really vibing. Like, what? <laughs> oh, I mean, if they, if they broke up, that would finally confirm that um, love is as existent as John Watts. Jesus Christ. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, Sydney, I thought you did a terrific job. I loved Aww. being on here. Thank we you so much. 
you do not have, <laughs> you do not have to repeat the class. Great, because I uh, oh. you're not you're not Ant Man and the Wasp. I did not forget that you were in my class. Good. I'm not a good student. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, well, I have a degree. Jesus so. Christ. I mean, so do I. Listen, I got that piece of paper. It doesn't matter how I got that piece of paper. I I um I I I had some getting even to do. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole internet stopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh well thanks for having me guys. Like I did have a lot of fun. I was a little nervous, but like yeah. we're all buds here, so it's fine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We tried to be rather comfortable, yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Let me know when you want me to put my ingenious opinions <laughs> back into the mix. We'll uh, we'll we'll see in ten years when we want to rank phases four, five, and six. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'll have my bullet journal ready. Good. Do you <laughs> do the honors. What's that? Do you want to do the honors? Show enough. Thanks everybody for listening. If you tuned in late or missed this episode, we'll be uploaded on YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, Apple, all the fun streaming services tomorrow. Uh, be sure to follow us at Fat Minute Radio on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow Blake at Puka Saucy. You can follow me at Don John Laughs. And on that note, thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye. <laughs> Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. You'll also have instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odds specials. Just download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. The BetMGM app is the perfect way to experience the excitement of wagering on live sports now in more markets than ever visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager virginia only new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-888-532-3500